step into the red target known as the Bullseye Facebook group, consisting of 2,200 loyal fans, loyal, passionate fans that really care about the Bulls. Watch us post the most up-to-date information on the team, team news, trades, injuries, and all related Bulls content. Join us on the Bullseye Facebook group. Welcome to the first episode of Talking Bulls. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, this is your host, Kenyatta Wright. I've been trying for months to launch this podcast, and, you know, on the 30th day of March, towards the end of the month, this podcast is supposed to launch in March, so I'm doing it today. Uh, no NBA basketball, as you all know, you know, with um, going through this coronavirus shutdown, and, you know, I don't think we're going to get NBA basketball back this year. So that means it's the end of the bull season. And, you know, uh, what a what a, what a up and down season has been. First of all, let me let my audience know who I am and what I've done. Uh, my name is Kenyatta Wright. Um, I've been around. Um, I've developed my, my career, actually, you know, started on the Chicago Bulls uh, website, you know, through their newsletters and uh, their comment section, you know, is where I made my most famous rants and where I've developed my following and, you know, got everybody familiar with me and who I am and what I stand for and my principles. And I've always stood for, you know, uh, hard work and I've always stood for, you know, what the Bulls represented back in the, you know, the early 90s and back in uh, the days when Jerry Sloan played basketball and, and Norm Van Leer. You know, the Chicago Bulls staple, that hard work, that hard nose, Chicago Bulls basketball is what I've always stood for. You know, the, the Baby Bulls had it also in uh, 2004. And, you know, I remember it was the Celtics Bulls series in 2009 when we uh, we lost that series. And long story short, you know, I didn't like the way the game five of that series went. And I ran it on the, the comment section to one of the articles by Sam Smith. And, you know, that's why I made my popularity. Everybody started gravitating towards me because I was saying the most outlandish things. And this was uh, me coming off of, you know, trying out for the NBA Development League for the Iowa Energy. And I didn't make that cut after playing college basketball, high school basketball. I finally got the opportunity to play for my childhood team in the Chicago Bulls. And I flew all the way to Chicago to try out for that team. And a lot of people don't believe I actually had that opportunity. I don't believe I played college, but I have proof of that. I have my jerseys and the jerseys from that actual practice uh, tryout for the Chicago Bulls Iowa Energy. So I'm forever indebted into this team, you know, but when I tore my ACL in college, it made it kind of tough for me to make that squad of the Iowa Energy. So then I just transitioned into you know, writing and journalism after, you know, I was shown how much, you know, people were interested in what I had to say on these these newsletters and these comment sections. And people started following me, you know, and then I left, you know, that comment section wasn't commenting there for long and I had my first gig with the Philadelphia Vanguard for the community college newspaper and I started writing for them. 
And I was writing for them for about four or five years. And then after that, I got a couple gigs with Fansider.com. And uh, I wrote for uh, HighFresh.co, Windy City Blog, Windy City Sports Blog, and a couple other um, places that I've written and got the opportunity to write for. And, you know, it was a, it was good as a blast, man. I, I loved um, writing for the Bulls, especially for Fansider.com, where I completely covered the Bulls. You guys can find that article. You can go on Google and, and Google and Kenyatta write. And, you know, uh, Pippin, Pippin ain't easy. Scotty Pippin, as far as the, the play that played for the Bulls, it's Pippin ain't easy. And you can find most of my the work that I've done for them online. You know, so I, like I said, I've been around. I had my opportunities, and it was a blast. But this season here, man, let's just go to this season. Um, crazy season. Uh, I believe the Bulls won, what, 22 games? 22 and, what, 43 or something of that nature, I know it was. And, I mean, I don't have it in front of me, but, you know, um, it was a rocky season, man. And I was just happy it ended. But the good thing about it, we know that we had a, a great rookie in Kobe White. Um, the outstanding uh, performances that he had this year. And, you know, we have a potential star on our hands. You know, breaking Michael Jordan's record, uh, most 30-point game streak. And, you know, breaking Michael Jordan's college record at UNC. And then, you know, coming to the league, everybody thought he was a bust. <laughs> And this kid has proven himself. And what I like about this kid is he goes after it. I mean, he really goes out there and wants that moment. He's not afraid. And um, for some reason, Boylan's still playing this guy off the bench, which is ludicrous enough. And uh, I think this guy deserves a start, definitely. The second best player on the team. That's like benching Scottie Pippen when he played for the Bulls because that's basically what it is. One and two. Zach is one and Kobe is two. And both of these guys are phenomenal shooters. Um, they can create off the dribble. They can create um, for other teammates and get other teammates wide open looks. So I think if you want to rebuild this team, you have to rebuild around those two, which this team definitely has to be rebuilt. Uh, Gar Foreman has dropped the ball again, you know, for another straight year, a failed offseason. And... Um, you know, it's just a lot of mistakes that were made. And I think um, Otto Porter Jr. was one of the biggest mistakes that we made. You know, to have him having the contract that he has, I felt like it was a big mistake. Um, yeah, it's a huge mistake, man, because... Uh, Otto Porter hasn't shown us any potential since his first year in Chicago, that first half a year. He did pretty decent. Um, and then after that, he, he just faltered. And I think what he averaged about 15 is, is that first half of that year, and we made that push to the playoffs. <sighs> but it was a failed, it was a failed, uh, failed experiment. You know, with Otto Porter Jr. and the money that we paid him. You know, was definitely too much. You know, and then uh, we didn't pick up anybody. We didn't pick up anybody in the offseason um, in, in a free agency. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just hard, man. It's hard deal watching this team every night. And then, you know, we caught some kind of break with the, with, the, with the virus. Not to say I'm rooting for that to happen. 
But you know, we needed some kind of break as Bulls fans to put things into perspective. And uh, you know, um, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens next year. You know, uh, Golf Foreman definitely has to go. Uh, and I'm hearing that um, Doug Collins and uh, Jim Boylan are at it. Jim Boylan threw him out of a practice. That's gonna be a that's a rocky relationship, but from what I'm hearing, the Jim Boylan never liked um, Doug Collins. They were at odds for some time, and um, Doug Collins is under the impression that Jim Boylan is not good for this team, and I know many of you Bulls fans out there believe so as well. I'm one of them that believe Jim Boylan has failed this guy, this team, failed these group of guys. Anytime you don't see your, your players developing and, and improving game by game. And you don't see uh, the coach teaching them through their mistakes. And you don't see the drawn-up plays at the end of games that are successful and completed in a winning fashion. Then you say, you start to question this coach and say, what is he really, why, what, what is our team really benefiting by having this coach on, on board, you know? I mean, you look at all the coaches we had. Phil Jackson, master of trying offense. He was able to teach Michael to trust his teammates, and you look at coaches like Doug Collins, who also played in that uh, teaching Mike how to trust guys more and was in the early stages of Mike's career. He really helped Mike out a lot. Then you talk about Tom Thibodeau, who implemented the defensive side of the Chicago Bulls, had the Bulls as the best defensive team in the league. Uh, won coach of the year. Bulls were the best team in the NBA back-to-back years with the best record in the league. And then you have Vinny Del Negro that had the offensive side. You know, they all had their styles. I can't look at Jim Boylan and tell you what his style is. I mean, even Scott Skiles, he had that hard-nosed, gritty basketball style, you know, when he coached the Chicago Bulls and through the Baby Bulls era. You know, they were a grinded-out defensive team that played together, moved the ball, and were very unselfish and, you know, was was tenacious and didn't fear anyone and went out there to battle anyone. I love the Baby Bulls era, man. That was one of my favorite eras in Chicago Bulls history. I mean, of course, aside from the Jordan years, you know, it was my favorite era, the, the Baby Bulls era. Even better than the Rose years, I liked the Baby Bulls era the best because it was the years that the Bulls earned respectability back. But back to Jim Boylan, um, you know, to be here, when he was coming in from San Antonio, I really trusted this guy's background and really thought he was about something. And, you know, um, he didn't he didn't pan out, you know, he, he was a known as a defensive guy. He's known for, you know, um, building, uh, being a part of some some championship teams, some very successful teams in San Antonio and Houston. So I thought he would bring some of that expertise over to Chicago and help out the Chicago Bulls players, but obviously not. It hasn't, hasn't panned out that way. But, you know, um, this, this virus, you know, um, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy virus. Um, I haven't seen anything like it in my time. You know, it shut down the NBA season. It shut down a lot of jobs. And my prayers go out to a lot of family members that lost their, their loved ones um, due to this virus because it's something that's not nothing to play with. It's really serious. 
Um, it put me out of work. Um, took some of my hours away. Even though I'm still working, I'm not making as much money as I used to make. But it's basically changed a lot, man. It's changed a lot. Everything around us is changing. Things are closed. Stores are closed. And I've never seen anything like this, man. You know, um, you know, we get back, you know, um, the brackets are pretty much set up. Um, the Bulls are right now at 11th place in the Eastern Conference, so they're obviously not going to make it. But um, basically, I still, you know, even though the season's not going on, I wanted to launch this podcast because it's been being put off for some time now. Uh, and I just at least wanted to get my first encore pilot episode. So this will be considered the pilot episode of Talking Bulls. And this is a project that it's going to get better and better and better as I go along. It's not just going to be me talking on it. It's going to have some audio. We're going to have music. We're going to have co-hosts on this show with me that I handpick to talk about the Bulls with me. We're going to have celebrities. It's going to be a good time, you know, so I really want you guys to sit back and enjoy this ride. This is something I've been building on my whole career to be a voice. You know, that's why I rode and, and, and did everything I've done to build up at this point. I always wanted to be a radio voice or a podcast voice. And um, also my experience over there with those guys um, for the Bulls podcast with Marcus Couch and Mar- Wise Black, you know, and the shows I've been able to do with them. You can check their podcast out on YouTube and Stitcher and, and Spotify. Um, they got a really good thing going on. I did episodes 9, 15, 24, 32, 35, 42, 48, and 52, episodes 52 for them. And, you know, from what I understand, I'm still doing the shows with them. Uh, they had a little transition. The whites had to step away. <sighs> um, they call him Wise, but I say Weiss. I mean, that's how I pronounce his name and say his name. But he's a good guy. And they, they, I had a lot of fun over there, those guys. And it made me want to transition even more and do my own show. But then we're going to wrap this up. This is my first show. This is the pilot episode. I really didn't want to disappoint the people that were looking forward to this podcast. I really wanted to launch it. And, you know, I did. And, you know, hopefully we can get NBA basketball back. And uh, we can get some NBA news with the concerning the Bulls. So we can get, like, start talking about that. I'm going to be talking about that, covering all the moves that's going on with the Bulls. That's my show. And I'll talk to you soon, Bulls fans out there. Stay safe. Wash your hands. You know, stay inside. Uh, keep yourself healthy from this virus. And God bless um, all of the Bulls fans whose families, family members, or Bulls fans themselves who are affected by this virus. So I'm, I'm, I'm praying for everybody, you know, that were affected by this I love you guys, and I'll see you on the next show on episode two. Go Bulls.